You're listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast. To learn more about Northwest, including our gathering time, visit us at nwcbc.org. Today's speaker will be Pastor Stephen Yi. Good morning, everyone. Welcome. Welcome to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church. I am so glad that you are here. Thank you for joining us this morning as we worship our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, as we go into God's word and and expect to hear from God today. Thank you for being here. Uh, It's such a joy for me to be with you today, and I'm glad to see you. Uh, Just curious here, how many parents do we have in the audience here? Not audience, but out here. Okay, all right, there's a few. Parents, you know, and those of you who are not parents yet, I pray that you know, and and I hear an echo uh, up here. I don't know if there's feedback out there, but uh, if there is, I apologize. But um, parents, you know, children are a blessing, aren't they? Children are a blessing. And yet we all know as parents, children have a lot to learn. And some of you may be looking at me, Pastor Steve, you are still a child. You have a lot to learn. And yes, I do have a lot to learn still. But uh, <laughs> let me give you a little example. I, I have four children, my wife and I. Debbie and I, we have four children. And our youngest daughter, her name is Lydia. And just to give you an example, um, of how much Lydia has to learn. You know, I usually take her to school in the morning because her school starts a little later than than our other three children. Um, But before we get out of the car, every day I go through a checklist with my daughter Lydia. Okay, Lydia, we're going to make good choices today, right? Yeah, Dad, we're going to make good choices, all right? Uh, Lydia, you're going to eat your lunch today, right? Yeah, Dad, I'm going to eat my lunch. Okay, great. You're going to eat your whole lunch today, all right? Because when you eat good food, it makes you healthy and strong. Lydia, we're going to be kind to our friends, right? Yeah, Dad, I'm going to be kind to my friends. We're going to help people today, right? Lydia, yeah, I'm going to help somebody today. Lydia, you're going to listen to your teacher today, right? Yeah, Dad, I'm going to listen to my teacher. Every day... Each student gets a little progress report. And it doesn't say, there's no words on it. Well, actually, you hope and pray that there's no words on it. It's either, either each student, each day, they keep it in their little folder. You either get a smiley face or you get a straight face for each day. And not a frowny face, a straight face. That's, but if you get a frowny face, it's usually some words written on that report about why. And so on this day, we went through the checklist as we go through it every day. I see Lydia smiling after school. Dad, hi, Dad. How was your day, Lydia? It was a great day. Did you get a smiley face? No. All right, I pull out the sheet. I look at it. It says, Lydia used scissors to modify her clothing today. 
It didn't say modify. It just said cut her clothing. <laughs> she didn't cut anybody else, just her own clothing. And so, Lydia, what happened? Did you use scissors today? Yes, we used scissors today. We made crafts today. I said, what else did you use scissors for today? Mm. <laughs> I already know, right? I read the report. <laughs> Lydia had proceeded to cut holes in her pants and both knees. And uh, from what I could see, and, but it wasn't until later that day when I was check, looking at her clothes that I found there was also a hole in the, her bottom. Like, Lydia, did you cut a hole behind in the back of your pants? Yes, Dad. How did you possibly do that? With scissors. I can't even reach back there, okay? Children have a lot to learn, don't they? Yet children are a blessing from God. And yet after all this, I mean, day after day, and, and usually, uh, you know, we all know, we all have a lot to learn, but uh, Lydia seems to have a lot more to learn. And sometimes I'm tempted to get frustrated, right? Because we talk about these things and we go through these things. I know exactly what she needs to do every day and how she should live and act. And so on that day, I got a little frustrated. And after I give her a big lecture about how to use scissors and, not, and how to take care of your clothes and not cut holes in them, she smiles at me and says, Dad, I love you. Oh, I didn't know. I, I just almost brought to tears. I uh, didn't know what to say, but yes, children have a lot to learn, but we will see here in God's word that we have a lot to learn from children. And we're studying uh, this, continuing our study through the Gospel of Mark. And, you know, in my upbringing, growing up, I grew up going to church. I grew up uh, hearing from God's word. I grew up learning about how Jesus loves children, as many of you did as well. You even learned songs about how Jesus loves children, right? Most of us that have any experience in church, we know the song, Jesus loves me, this I know. We know the song, Jesus loves the little children. I'm not going to sing it for you. I don't want to hurt your ears. And yet, if we look at our world today, we look at our culture today, our, we look around and we, we see the news, we know that our world is broken because of sin. We know that in our broken world, children are not valued and loved like Jesus tells us they are to be. Just looking up briefly some statistics about our own country, the United States. The abortion rate has, has decreased. Did you know that? It has decreased since uh, the 90s. I was just looking back. I didn't look back through all of history. But, but in the United States alone, over 600,000 unborn babies are killed every year. And this message is not about abortion, but I just 
again, thinking about how our world is broken because of sin. It's, it's broken in how we love and care for children. Over 600,000 unborn babies are killed every year in the United States alone, and I would say that's a low estimate. And on the other hand, I'm thinking about the brokenness of our world today. Oftentimes, kids are being taught things that are in opposition to God's word, right? Kids nowadays, they're being taught to worship the world instead of God. Children nowadays are being taught to be served instead of to serve. We need to understand, dear friends, dear church, dear brothers and sisters, we need to understand that our world today is broken because of sin, and that even affects how we love and value and how we think of children and how we treat children in our lives. But the encouragement today and my encouragement to you it's that we need to look to God's word. We need to look at what God says about children. Because God created each one of us, and each one of us were children at some point in our lives. And not only that, but in Jesus Christ, we are God's children. Children are truly a blessing from God. You look at scripture, you look at Psalms, 127, verses 3 through 5. Children are, are a heritage from the Lord, offspring, a reward from Him. Like arrows in the hands of a warrior are children born in one's youth. Blessed is the man whose quiver is full of them. They will not be put to shame when they contend with their opponents in court. Yes, God tells us children are indeed a blessing from Him. I want to invite you, open up your Bible to the passage that we're going to study today. Just three short verses here. Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. Four verses. Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. I want to invite you to follow along silently as I read these out loud to you. Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. And see, our passage today that we're going to study will show us the love and the concern that Jesus has for children. When we read this, I want you to look at what God is teaching, about, teaching us about His love and His care, His concern for children in these few short verses Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. Before I read these, would you pray with me? Heavenly Father God, we praise you, God, because you are God Almighty. And God, we thank you for this beautiful day that you've allowed us to gather here to worship you and to study your word. God, I pray that you would open our eyes, open our hearts, open our minds to the truth of your word. Help us, God, to see your heart for children and the blessing that children are. And yet, help us to also see your calling for each one of us and our responsibility. And yet, God, help us to see what we can learn from children today. God, thank you for your love. Thank you for your amazing grace. Thank you for your mercy. God, I, I thank you for each person here. And I ask that you would help us this morning. 
Speak to us, God. Help us to hear you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, he was indignant. He said to them, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. And he took the children in his arms, placed his hands on them, and blessed them. Here's the, the truth that I, that I want to encourage you with this morning. The main truth that I want to ask you to remember as we study this and, and think about and meditate on as we look at this section of Scripture. Jesus loves all children and calls each one of us to have a faith just like theirs. Jesus loves all children and he calls each one of us to have a faith just like theirs. And the first thing I want to encourage you with is this. We, dear friends, brothers and sisters, all of us, we are called to love and lead children to Jesus. Each one of us. That's the first point in that outline. If you like to take notes, please fill in the blank, write it down. We must love and lead children to Jesus. All right? So three Three ways that we can love and lead our children to Jesus. And the first one is this. We can love and lead our children to seek eternity over expiring things. We need to love and lead our children to Jesus by helping them to seek eternity over things that expire. And I want to point you to, well, look at this passage. Right? People are bringing their children to Jesus. And, and they're seeking for Jesus to, to bless them, to bless their children. To, and that's what it means when they're, they're bringing people to Jesus and it says they want for him to place his hands on them. He wants, they want Jesus to, to bless their children. We need to love and lead our children to seek eternity over things that expire. Look, it reminds me of Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 through 34. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. And you can write this, this reference down, this scripture reference down, so that you can look over it and study it this week. Matthew chapter 6, verses 33 through 34. Some of you know this passage well. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And what do we learn from this passage? Right? Seek first the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? We're talking about eternal life with God. And so we need to lead our children to faith in Jesus Christ, to know who God is, to know our Savior and our Lord Jesus Christ. We need to teach our children and lead them to Jesus because all the things in this world will fade away one day, won't they? I don't care how much money you have. You can have all the money in the world, but if you, have, if you don't have Jesus, right, 
You are left hopeless and you are left dead. There is no hope apart from Jesus Christ. There is no joy apart from Jesus Christ. You might be happy for a little while with everything that this world has to offer, but you have no hope for eternity. Brothers and sisters, we need to, we want what's best for our children, right? At least I do, and I know that you do. And yet as we're helping them prepare for college, as we're helping them prepare for their careers, I pray that our priority is that first and utmost, they would seek God's kingdom. Because the things of this world will never satisfy. And I see examples of lives wasted all the time. Even in our own friends and our brothers and sisters in Christ, I see children that don't know and have the blessed assurance of eternal life. I see children, adults now, not following Jesus, even though they grew up going to church and hearing the Bible stories, looking at and hearing scripture, and yet they choose not to follow Jesus. And instead, they are happy with what this world has to offer. Now, yes, things that we have on this earth, they are blessings from God. They are to be enjoyed. If you have a job, great. If you have great financial success, that's a blessing from God. It's not evil. But when it becomes a sin, and it becomes destructive, it becomes hurtful. All of these things that can be good things can become sin, can become hurtful when we put them above God. We need to love and lead our children to seek eternity over things that will only expire. And not only that, we need to love and lead our children to new life in Jesus Christ. We need to love, if we love children we need to not just be nice to them and teach them how to be successful in this life. We need to share with them the secret of everlasting life. And it's not a secret. The key to everlasting life is placing your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord. We need to love and lead our children to new life in Jesus Christ. Isn't Jesus our only hope for change? He's our only hope for eternal life, and he is our only hope for change. Think about it, the destructiveness, the sin, the brokenness of our world and our culture. I live in this world. I am tempted in all kinds of different ways. Yes, growing up, I know all kinds of different temptations. Money, materialism, fame, popularity, drugs, sex, feeling good, doing things that make you feel good. But again, Nothing will ever satisfy except Jesus and a relationship with Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord. That is, that is a reality for all of us that put our trust and confess Jesus Christ as Lord. We need to love and lead our children to new life in Jesus because he is our only hope for change. We want our children 
to be like Jesus, to grow in the likeness of Jesus Christ, to have that blessed assurance of eternal life. And not only is that useful for the rest of forever, but it's, Jesus is useful now. He helps us to live life how he created us to live it and enjoy it to the fullest. And so if we love our children, let's lead them. Not to act like Jesus, but let's lead them to be molded in the likeness of Jesus Christ. How do we do that? When we lead them to a relationship with Jesus. We, I cannot change my daughter Lydia. I cannot make her get smiley faces every day. I can stand by her and tell her exactly everything to do, but when I leave and step away, she's going to do what her heart leads her to do and what her mind leads her to do. And so my only hope for Lydia is not that she remembers everything that dad taught her or told her to do and not to do. My hope for Lydia and all of my children is that God would change them from the inside out. That the Holy Spirit of God would sanctify them. What are we teaching? How are we loving and leading our children? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, write that down. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come. The old has gone. The new is here. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. We are therefore Christ ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him talking about Jesus, who had no sin, to be sin for us, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they are a new creation. Isn't that what we want for our children? To not be slaves to sin anymore, to not be deceived by the, the, the faultiness of this world but instead to find real treasure, to find real hope, to find, experience real joy and real peace despite their circumstances and in the midst of the difficulties and trials and temptations and failures that they will be able to boast in Jesus Christ. That's what I want for our children. It's not about trying to be good. You see that? I, don't, I never want my children for that to be a takeaway that all mom and dad are talking about is telling me how to be good. It is my prayer that all of us, young and old, learn to depend on the grace of God. It's not about being good, guys. The only reason that anything good can come out of my life is because of God's grace and the work that God does in me. God's grace, not being good. God's grace is what we need, not modifying our behavior and, and prioritizing just being good because none of us are good. None of us can be good apart from Jesus Christ. 
We need God's grace. If you want to love and lead your children to Jesus, then we need to love and lead children to be world changers instead of world conformers. World changers instead of world conformers. Romans chapter 12, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. How many of you have ever felt like you are doing exactly what God has called you to do? Did you know that you can know what God's called you to do? Did you know that you can know that you're living out what God has created you to do? Because God tells us a lot of what he created and calls us to do right here in his word. The Bible. You see, and if we want our children to live the best life and to live the greatest life and to live the life that they were created to live, then we need to lead and love our children to know Jesus Christ and to be obedient to his commands and his word. Because when they have a relationship with Jesus Christ, they will be different than the rest of the world. They will be world changers instead of world conformers. You see, look at the disciples here. The disciples were followers of Jesus. They were like Jesus' closest followers. And yet people here, they're bringing their children to Jesus, wanting Jesus to bless them, to lay his hands on them, and to give them a blessing. But what did the disciples do? What is their response? The disciples rebuked these people, right? They called these people out. They're trying to correct these people. And when Jesus saw this, He was indignant. What does that mean? He was upset. Jesus was upset at the response of the disciples. He was not upset at the parents bringing their children to Jesus. He was upset at the disciples. And he said to the disciples, let the little children come to me and do not stop them. Do not get in their way. Do not hinder them. Why? For the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. And remember, when he's talking about the kingdom of God here, he's talking about eternal life with him. Eternal life with him is theirs, or to such as these little children that come to Jesus. We need to love and lead our children to Jesus. See, loving Jesus and serving him leads to loving and serving others. You see, when we point our children to Jesus, when we teach our children the word of God, they will grow to know and love and serve Jesus. And as they grow to know and love Jesus, they will serve him through loving and serving others and living out what Jesus has commanded. And here's the second thing. Yes, we need to love and lead our children to Jesus. And secondly, we must learn 
from children about God's kingdom. Jesus says this. We need to learn about God's kingdom from these little children. Look at verse 16. And he took the children in his arms, he placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. Well, Pastor Steve, let's not get too crazy with this verse. It's just one verse. Jesus took the children in his arms. He received the children, right? He actually physically took them in his arms. He placed his hands on them, and he blessed them. Now, there is something about a child that, that Jesus teaches us here. There's something about a child that is essential for entrance into the kingdom of God. What is it, though? What is it about children that Jesus is pointing out here that gives them entrance into his kingdom, that gives them eternal life and a relationship with him? Is it their innocence? Oh, well, obviously, we're never going to be as innocent as a child uh, now that we're adults. But no, Jesus is not pointing to their innocence. Is, is Jesus pointing to their purity? Wow, you need to be pure-hearted like these children. No. For we all know, right, since Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, all people have sinned. All people fall short of God's perfect standard. All people fall short of God's glory. And we know that the penalty for sin, the wages of sin, is death, right? Eternal separation from God. But still, for some reason, Jesus says children are better examples of how to enter the kingdom of God than adults. You know, one writer puts it this way. We tell children to behave like adults, but Jesus tells the adults to model themselves after the children. So what must we learn from children about entering God's kingdom? And it's these three things here. We come helpless and hopeful. We need to come to Jesus trusting and dependent. And we receive love and blessing when we come to Jesus Christ in faith. And I ask you, dear friends, this is what we have, one thing that we have to learn from children, is to come to him like these children were coming to Jesus Christ, helpless and hopeful, trusting and dependent, coming to Jesus, knowing and believing that they're going to receive from Jesus. And so I ask you, dear friend, do you look to Jesus for your help and your hope? Is Jesus your soul sufficiency? Do you depend on Jesus for everything? You see, and, and have you found love and blessing in the arms of Jesus Christ? Have you experienced the blessing of Jesus in your life. I'm going to ask the worship team to come up. Because if you look at what's happening here in this moment, Jesus blesses these children. And if you look at what, what a blessing was back then, right? In Hebrew tradition, there, there were several components to, to what it means to, to receive a blessing. There was a meaningful touch. There was a spoken word. There was encouragement given. And there was also an active commitment. Jesus blessed the children that day. 
and Jesus. You know, we don't know exactly what he shared with them or what he said to them. But see, we know that Jesus loves the children and he cared for them and he blessed them that day. And I want, to, I want you to know, dear friend, dear brother and sister in Christ, that Jesus invites you today to receive his blessing. And if you think about what, what did Jesus do, how could Jesus possibly bless me today, Pastor Steve? Jesus came down from heaven to be with you and me. In Jesus, you find the good news of salvation for your souls. You see the good news that he shares and proclaims to each one of us today. That yes, he came down from heaven. He lived a sinless life. He died a horrific death on the cross. He went in the tomb and he died a, and he rose from the dead. And he offers you and I new life when we trust Jesus, when we trust him as Lord. And he tells us that he will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And that though we don't see him face to face right now, he, Jesus tells us and he promises us that he will come back one day to take us home. And he will make everything new. You see, dear friend, dear brother and sister in Christ, children are a blessing from God. And I ask you today, will you place your faith in Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life? Will you love and lead the children that God has put into your life? Will you love and lead them to Jesus? You know, dear friend, I'm talking to you. You don't have to be a parent to love and lead children to Jesus. We, as the family of God, as the body of Christ, it's our responsibility. Will you love and lead children to Jesus? Will you follow Jesus today? Let's pray. Heavenly Father God, we praise you. God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your great love for us. That while we were still sinners, while we were dead in our sin, Jesus came and died for each one of us. And yet God, in these verses today, we see an example of how you love the little children. How you called them and invited them to come to you. And you blessed them. God, I pray that we as the church, that we would grow in our love for children. And yet, God, I pray that we would also learn from children about your kingdom, about a relationship with you, about what it means to have the blessed assurance of eternal life, that we would learn from children, God, what it means to trust you and to know you and to love you. And God, I pray for someone here today that understands, that recognizes that they need you. And God, I pray for my friend here today who has a desire to put their trust in Jesus, to trust you, God, to trust Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And I pray, God, that right now that they would just say to you, that they would say, God, I recognize and I know that I'm a sinner. I know that I've made mistakes. I know that I'm not perfect. And yet, God, I also know that you love me and you sent Jesus to die for me on the cross to pay the price for my sins. And God, I believe that Jesus is your son, that he died on the cross and he rose from the dead. And God, 
I want you to be the Lord of my life. I want Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord today, and I want to follow you all the way to heaven. God, I pray for my friend. I just prayed that today. I pray, God, that they would know that if that is the desire of their heart and if that's their confession today, that Jesus is their Lord and their Savior, I pray, God, that you would remind them that their sins are forgiven and that they now have been made new and that they have, they can have, they have the blessed assurance of eternal life. And yet, God, I also pray for my brother and sister in Christ. God, I pray that you would help each one of us to learn from the example of the children here in this passage and from the children around us that we would learn what it means uh, to come to you in faith. And yet, God, that we would also take on the responsibility to love and lead the children that you've placed in our lives, that we would love and lead them to you. God, help us. God, I pray that as we see children as a part of the ministry and the family of Northwest Chinese Baptist Church, that as we see them grow to know you and love you, God, that you would be glorified, that your greatness would be made known, and that we would all be able to give you thanks and praise as together, young and old, we love you and serve you, that your kingdom grows and that your goodness is put on full display. God, thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite you to stand. Now, if you made some kind of decision today, if you put your trust in Jesus as your Lord and Savior today, I invite you as we sing this song, uh, we take this time uh, to respond to God. Uh, whenever we preach and teach and, and learn from God's word, we know that there's always an opportunity to respond. And so if you responded to God in faith by faith in Jesus Christ, I want to encourage you as we sing this song to come and share it with me so that I can pray with you and encourage you. A brother and sister, if God is leading you to take some next step in obedience, I pray that you can come and share it with me so that I can encourage with you. If you want to pray here at these steps, whatever it is, whatever God is leading you to do, I pray that as we sing, that you'll take the opportunity to come and, and, and share it so that I can encourage you and walk with you as we sing. If you were encouraged by today's message, be sure to follow us on Spotify and hit subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you stream your podcast. To listen to the other sermons and watch our live gatherings, visit us online at nwcbc.org. We look forward to see the difference God will make in your life. Thank you for listening to Northwest Chinese Baptist Church Podcast.